The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to 2023. I am Daniel, and over there is my co-host, Daryl the Man Webster. I just called you the man. I, I don't know if, if that's a. You've kind already of forgotten my middle name. I haven't forgotten. I'm, I still haven't had that conversation with your parents about um, why they named you as a service. Um, yeah. So we. I think they had they had plans for me to be a minister, and I was oh. going to you know go into the clergy and, and run services, but. Uh huh. Okay. Um, well, that's didn't happen. Uh, well. We are here in the ministry of keeping up with change and the Microsoft 365 world with the 365 Message Center show. Thank you, everyone, for joining. We have several in the chat room already and others that are watching that haven't chimed in yet, and that's okay. Um, we will uh, get right into it pretty soon here, but we want to make sure. Let's start off the year right, okay? Let's start it off the best way possible. And that would be for everyone that is watching and listening right now, no matter if you're live or if you're catching the recording, to go ahead and share this episode. To go ahead and send it out on Insta, on YouTube, uh, on um, in the comments, share it and do, do it on LinkedIn and Twitter and everywhere. Just Facebook, just say, hey, I watch this show and you should too. We'd greatly appreciate it. And you could send them over. I don't know if we've talked about this very much we mentioned it but you can go to 365mcs.com and that is our website and it's just a there's a landing page there that has our audio feeds and then our latest video will always show up there so you can send them on over there and there's links to get the youtube channel or the audio podcast wherever you get your audio podcast you like that, Daryl, right? When I say that. Oh yeah, it makes us feel like a proper podcast. Yes. Oh, we are a proper podcast. I, I know. That's why I said it. I could, knew I could mm. and get you there. You got quite a nice mug there. Can you hold it up? Oh, yeah. Thank you. It's yeah. I always like those wall. ones which they're kind of yeah the double wall and they show off the the contents. Well, over the break. So welcome everyone, and and we had a little <laughs> break, and hopefully you had a good time over the break. I did get myself a nice little machine that spurts out this caffeine-rich, dark stuff that <laughs> is out of beans, and it's delicious. So I had to get a mug to keep that delicious uh, espresso inside. So. But does it oh, make no. cheese out of the milk? No, it doesn't. No. And so everyone should... Well, no. I was about no, to say, no, everyone don't. should go out don't. to Daryl's uh, Twitter <laughs> account and see the cheese he made with his oh espresso goodness. machine, but don't do it. No, no. Don't, just don't I'll, do I'll, it. You finish your... Take another sip while I fill them in. Um, first time in, I don't know, seven, eight, ten years or whatever, I've been making espresso coffee with home machines. Um, of course, I use milk that is well within the expiry date, uh, and this certainly was, but the content certainly wasn't. Uh, it didn't taste like it was off, but it was certainly turning. It sure did it look really, like it. It was Oof. odd. It was like it actually turned into something like cream. It was it was really strange. It was gross. Um, so now that we've just lost all of our viewers. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump into this and quit talking yeah. about cottage cheese that Daryl right. made 
for his espresso. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Uh, well, our, our first message, Daniel. Let's uh, flick that up on screen. Yes. Uh, so first message of 2023, and it's about Viva. Yay! Microsoft Viva meeting prep inline suggestions coming to Outlook with Viva Insights. Now, uh, how many of you have seen those those insights? When you get a, you're looking at get a meeting request. There, you know, you get insights on. Oh, maybe you should read this document mm. or read this email. Um, well, now we're going to get some insights in Outlook to say, not only accept this message, but also book time to um, to study up. You know, to get get up to speed on what this meeting's about, so that we can take a look at those related documents and tasks so we can be prepared for the meeting. How many of you go into meetings in the first 10 minutes or so, or maybe longer, is talk, is a recap. Hey, remember that email I sent you? Did you take a look at the document? Mm-hmm. You haven't? Okay, well, let's talk about it then since you haven't looked at it. Now we got to look at it now. How about we have a um, an environment where we book some time um, to get some focus time? And it's not really focused time per se, but it's time to focus on the task at hand. So you'll see there in the screenshot, it's talking about you can book, there's different options. You can book 30 minutes one day before to kind of look at it, review it um, right before the meeting. Uh, one day, um, I said one day before or at the end of the week before the meeting. So if you're accepting a meeting on Tuesday for the next Tuesday, then it'll look at toward the end of the week, Thursday, Friday, to to book uh, time for you. And so you can select, do you want 15 minutes, half an hour, hour? I absolutely love this Hmm. uh, because I have have myself been in back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back meetings. And some, you know, some people like to think of this as a badge of honor. Oh, I was in, you know, 14 meetings today. That happened to me one day. Um... I was in 14 meetings with no break and yay, you know, I'm awesome. I I work hard, but was I prepared for all those meetings? I'll admit it. I wasn't, I didn't have time to switch. Not surprised. Yeah. Right. You have to use time in the meeting to switch and to be thinking about what, what's going on. How do I catch up? So this will be rolling out now ish, uh, early January and expect to complete by late January. So, Um, Just give it a few weeks and you'll have it as well. This is in Outlook, like I mentioned before, um, with Viva Insights. What do you think, Daryl? Do you think this is something that you would like to use and and see people, other people using as well? Yeah, it it is a habit I've got into for myself. Uh, I look ahead and I'm planning my day. I can see there's some some, uh, important meetings coming up. I'd usually try and book in... 10 minutes, 15 minutes beforehand, and I'll, I'll drop that slot on my calendar. And I think that's the point, the habit that we want um, people to get into is is blocking that time out to reserve that so you can switch, get your mind into uh, the, the topic of the meeting. What I do like about this is um, it does work nicely together with, and if I can just bring this one up again, just for those on the podcast, there's some mm-hmm. really good screenshots in this message. We're going to see some other messages later which don't have any, um, but this is a good one, um, which shows uh, once you've 
set that time that you want to uh, use before the meeting to prepare, um, it, it gives you some other documents that you might want to also read as part of it, related documents and attachment if it's been put onto the meeting too. Um, and uh, it seems to also uh, call out if there's any overlaps and conflicts with, with other meetings if you're intending yeah. to uh, use that prep time, uh, which is highly likely. I think, yeah, Daniel, it, it's going to drive people towards the, the, a good habit of, of what we'd all like to see. So three things, and, and I'll finish up on this message. One is I agree with you, better meeting habits so that we can actually have productive meetings rather than just sitting down and talking, right? Mm. Uh, let's be actually productive. The second thing is users need to have a Viva Insights subscription yeah. to get this. Now... Mm. That may be a, oh man, you know, we don't have that. Well, the third thing is I, the, I have so many conversations with people where they're like, Viva Insights, I, I don't need that. You know, I, uh, I'm i not going to pay for that because I don't need that. I hate those uh, daily emails I get anyway mm. and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, um, but this is, um, I, I there's other features of Viva Insights I love, but this is an, one that I think is like, it's attractive to the mainstream, right? Yeah. Uh, a lot of the features I like are manager based. Like I, I love the manager um, insights that I get uh, with Viva Insights. This is for everybody, and I think this is amazing. And I, mm. I hope that you know this people will consider this for this feature because it's um, it can change your culture um, or help change the culture from what we were talking about before. Definitely. Yeah. Looking forward to so, seeing that. Me too. So another, let's talk about, let's stay on Outlook, shall yeah, we? Yeah, why not? Daryl, um, and let's take a look at um, the organization in Outlook. Yeah, um, and I took a, a, a another look at this, Daniel, um, after our, our prep yesterday and thought, oh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good update. It, there's not a lot in it, but it's a good one. Um, org Explorer and Outlook view and navigate the organizational chart, MC492902. Uh, interesting. This is another another feature that depends on having uh, Viva. Um, in fact, where is it? The Viva suite. Right, so this is, uh, and we do have an org chart logo at the moment, I think, on the, the Outlook experience. Definitely see it when we, we look at the org on a contact card in Teams. And what is happening, uh, there's just been an improvement in the, the layout of this. So um, yeah, today, or before the feature was, was updated, you could go in and see um, a manager, you can see who are the direct reports and who might be in that tree structure. And each time you want to click in and see a bit more detail at each of the different levels of people, um, you could click through and see that uh, on the contact card. But this is just a more detailed view. Um, and it does a nice roll up to of uh, at each of the kind of managerial levels that there are direct reports, there are total of this many people that they're uh, responsible for. Um, you can uh, go in and see just a, a larger view of who's part of that piece of the structure um, at that point, um, rather than having to click through and just see names and just the detail of the person. 
but yeah, Daniel, it's it's um, another interesting feature to mm-hmm. require the Viva Suite. Um, Indeed. Yeah, um, I don't know if they're going to keep just the the standard mm-hmm. org chart for those who don't have the Viva Suite, but this this nice looking new view is only for those who use the Viva Suite. Right, and I think the one thing to keep in mind is all those things that were announced last year for Viva. Um, some of them I said all before, but I would, you know, we're starting to see those rolling out this year. And a lot of those were what we would call premium. You need the Viva suite. Um, you Uh need to pay for, um, the, the Viva application. So one thing I'll, I'll kind of let everybody know is that there was a deadline to sign up for Viva. I think it was the end of last year, 2022, uh, to get the Viva suite at a 25% discount. Uh, per user. Well, they've extended that now to July 1st of 2023. So you could still get that discount. Uh, so if you're interested in getting, you know, it's engaged connections, learning insights, topics, and goals, all of those you can get for that one fee um, per user. So anyway, I just, this is another thing that we're going to be talking about that. Um, yes, it, it needs that subscription, but uh, I think there's some high value in in these things, right? And um, you know, Viva came out or was was announced uh, well over a year now, and for some time people looked at it and framed it up as, oh, it's just reframing of Microsoft services and one or two acquisitions, and it didn't feel like there was a lot going into it and a lot changing. Uh, and now we're starting to see that. So. Um, uh, we know that Microsoft is focused on improving the employee experience, so we will expect to see more announcements in this space. Uh, but yeah, um, that is uh, for current channel, uh, begins rolling out late January, expect to be complete by early March. So that's mm-hmm. quite a long period to release the org chart, but um, yeah, it is. yeah, there you go. <clears throat> uh, Daniel, our headline for today. Give me an answer yes. on this one. <laughs> Look at you. Uh, this is Get Ready for Answers in Microsoft Viva. And this we're sticking with the Viva theme here today uh, for just a little bit longer. Um, this is the uh, item that was announced last year uh, concerning uh, Viva Engage and how you can enhance the the conversations, the, the um, finding of information, with this thing called Answers in Microsoft Viva. And so this is the announcement saying, hey, get ready. It is coming. This this conversational experience about Q&A uh, is coming. And you will, uh, of course, have to be in native mode, which is for Yammer, which is the mode of not legacy, you know, not the old way, the, the new way. Right? You have to be in, in native mode. Uh, and there's a guide there linked in the message to get you there if you haven't already. And of course, you will need to have uh, a license. This is one of those that you're going to need a Viva Suite license or um, Viva Topics license because it that's the, that's what is happening here is that the conversations is around knowledge, mm. and when you hear that and Viva, think topics. So this is the that information knowledge uh, that um, that your users have, they're getting answers to those 
topics. And so uh, aptly named, uh, you'll need a topics or a Viva Suite license for this. Uh, so there's some information about how, you know, some best practices here, how to get started with this, uh, how to enable uh, and have this rolling out uh, for your users. This is um, going to be available early February of 2023 and be completed rolling out to those that have a license early March 2023. What do you, what do you think, Daryl, about answers and how organizations could really best start using it? Like immediately, right? You, you know, mm. what is the first thing that people could, organizations could tackle? And start using it immediately and get get success out of it. Yeah, well, as a as a quick recap, it, it is a combination of the questions and answers feature in Yammer, mm -hmm. um, the topics uh, feature of Viva, and right. you know together with that, if you're um, using topics, you will you will have topics that have subject matter experts and some uh, information around that and. Um, really what it's clever at doing is um, you might already be in the habit of posting a, a question type post in, in YAML or Viva Engage mm -hmm. and uh, that attracts people who want to help and they will respond and you have a list of all of these answers. You can mask, mark the best answer, you can upvote, you can you know do all those sorts of things to, to make it easy to find. Um, the, the benefit of of answers in Viva is that it takes Q&A even further than that and it helps you find the subject matter expert um, and so it will go out and if you've if you've assigned a topic to one of your questions then it will present that to some of the people who have been uh, nominated as subject matter experts in Viva topics and so it's a bit like a cue for them not not so much like a a, a service desk because it's it's not right. that, but right. it's hey here's some some things that you might want to take a look at uh, the questions that are in your area of expertise, and so I mean we see on screen um, you know that first landing page of the questions and answers and and that you've got questions for you so that that viewpoint of okay um, I'm a subject matter expert I could go through and and answer some of these um, and I can earn badges. So, so what so what is that you know how do you think people organizations could roll this out and get it get people used to using it you know um, like what is that first my thought was having um a pre-pitting making sure you have topics and mm. some experts uh identified yeah right? so that when people are asking some of those major things and then having some sort of uh, gamification of it, of a little bit of, of saying, you know, go out and and ask a question and answer a question, um, yeah. you know, and just get people started to use it, see, you know, how the flow works and, and how they can get started with it um, with with a little bit of training, of course. But th that's what I was kind of thinking is that yeah. just get, start, get people starting using it rather than just saying, here are the benefits. Actually, you know, get them going and, and they'll see the benefits. Yeah, start experiencing it. But you're mm -hmm. right. It does mean that you've got to put a bit of effort into making sure that your topics and Viva topics um, have have some people assigned to them. Yeah. Um, 
So you have a little care that you need to put in there. So um, just wanted to talk about, there's one more thing in here that I wanted to mention and then we'll move on is that the service plans that are new that are be rolling out, um, which is the Viva Engage Communities and Communications Service Plan, the Viva Engage Knowledge Service Plan. Um, So those will be rolling out and, and having uh, be, uh, you know, we'll give entitled. So if you have like the Viva Engage Knowledge Service Plan, then you get this. You get the answers in Viva um, experience. So uh, be looking at that. I, I would suggest if this is, an, I was part of an organization that wasn't very big. I mean, we just had a, um, I think it was kind of like 2,000 people total. And that included frontline people and office people and we had acronyms we had topics galore and you know this would have been fantastic for that organization so you know it doesn't you don't have to be a humongous organization to be able to use this Mm. um, and make it a very um, a very useful product in your organization Mm -hmm. so yeah you know uh, daryl i think i'm going to I'd, i'd like to talk to you and maybe uh, I should, you know, make an appointment. Well, with yeah. you. Here's my booking link. Yes. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Very good. Segue through to a, a new um, meeting template for for Microsoft Teams meetings. The virtual appointment. Uh, so this is MC four double eight five double eight, and if you have. Well, I mean, most of us just click the create a meeting. We don't usually click the the other button and choose live events or or uh, webinar. Uh, but now uh, this might actually give you a, a good reason to choose a different type of meeting template. The virtual uh, appointment is um, a way of simplifying the experience for your guest, your invitee. Uh, so that uh, they don't necessarily download Teams on their mobile or, or um, on their desktop, um, but it, it makes it easier for them to just attend in a web browser, um, which can do. Um, so this, um, if I just begin to um, full screen that. So this is a, a quick view of what this form looks like for uh, the virtual appointments. Um, you've got a, you know, under that new meeting button, uh, use the chevron beside it to choose from the different uh, templates. Um, you can drop in um, the guest's name and email, which, okay, you're already inviting them if you're adding their name to an uh, appointment or a, a meeting invite. Um, but these details are going to be used to present a, a more personable screen. So that they will, you know, it feels like you're inviting them a bit more personally. Usual details in terms of time, repeat. Um, uh, if you're inviting attendees from your own organisation, of course, they will have teams because you've got teams, so they won't necessarily get this uh, um, guest kind of experience. But that's what the form looks like, and then um, into the uh, user experience. Uh, just showing that it's um, yay um, from the from the mobile 
um, just a, a little card, I guess, to say that um, this is the appointment name and who's invited you, and then you can join the appointment as a guest. Um, if you are using Teams, um, or if you're signed in uh, with a Microsoft 365 account, it'll pick that up and it'll use your name as, as part of joining. Um, but if you're a guest, you're not using M365 or Teams, you can just drop in your name and um, it'll it'll pop it in there. The nice thing too, Daniel, is it, it provides a waiting room. So, um, you know, you can be there. It's a, a bit like being in the lobby and um, it'll let uh, the organizer know that there's a, a meeting waiting for them and it should start soon. Um, what do you like about this, Daniel? What is this a... A friendlier way for people to join. I, th I th yeah, I think so. the The trick here is um, just a little bit of work you have to do beforehand. Um, mm -hmm. But anything that we could do to make it easier and slicker, just a better experience to flow. Mm. Um, you know, in in making and, and attending that meeting, I think is good. Uh, this is a great. Uh, I've had a client that was using Teams for meetings like a long time ago, before mm. I think a lot of organizations were doing this. As soon as it rolled out, they were like, oh, we need this. Um, it was a healthcare organization that had clinics, and they wanted people to be able to have conversations with doctors. And they're using Teams a long time ago. And I so there's a lot of organizations doing this, and make it easier, right? Make it as simple. Mm. But intuitive for the user to be able to you know join have a good weight experience and then uh, get get on with it so i i, I yeah. like it yeah yeah um what else can i say about it, it i mean it's it, that that's really it 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 is a um a new template it's a way of inviting people and making it easier for for, for guests um queuing that appointment up for you and um taking it from there oh fun mm-hmm might have to restart chrome hmm. but um yeah uh that i can't even scroll to say can you um just fill in that daniel in terms of when it's due out and i'll just restart this thing i oh you're gonna you are going to restart i have ah. no restart chrome oh i was like wait a minute you're, where are you going? I don't want you to leave me. I know. Um, oh, I know. No. So, um, so the virtual meeting it, it is rolling out um, for the the template Teams template rolling out early February, and expected to be complete by late February. So next month, uh, having that rollout period. So uh, I'd I'd like to see how people use it and see some experience um, in real world um, experience. You know, like uh, scenarios. I'd, I'd love to see that. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure if it's. Um, uh, I mean, it, it's perfect for that one-on-one -on -one kind of uh, mm -hmm. meeting, but I'm. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how uh, well it would work for for group virtual appointments. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I guess it's just another person, and you can add additional people. But you saw on that form that if you're going to put someone's first name, last name, or rather, first their, their name and their email address, mm -hmm. it's not something that you can load in 50 people um, that's a meeting that's no longer an appointment is it right exactly um yeah. 
Well, our, our, next, me our next message, uh, Daniel, is uh, <laughs> something that you think you'd find quite useful. Um, well, tell us about yes, it. here we go. Microsoft Teams video filters in Teams meetings. Um, so we've, we've had many uh, enhancements to the video experience, to the meeting experience of uh, engaging with each other, right? when we're in a meeting you can now even have an avatar so you don't even have to be there you can just have a a cartoon play stand in for you um but this is something that yeah i do think could be interesting it is providing a it's really a a um a layover a a they call it a video filter uh, yeah but it's it's a an image that's going to lay on top of it's a layer on top of your video. Uh, so it, I, I find that some of the options that's showing here in the screenshots are, are, you know, kind of simple. There's some, uh, there's a, uh, a moon one, it looks like, and some colors and stuff, but um, I'd like to see where this goes, uh, where, how can we uh, utilize this in a way that, you know, brings, We've got a lot of people, I know I just stopped mid-sentence, but we've got a lot of people using backgrounds to promote their company, right? You're in your meeting and your background has all the words of your company and here we go, we're awesome. Um, what if instead you had one of these um, these filters, these uh, with, with in the corner, it has your logo, right? Instead, I'm not saying that's going to be here. In fact, they're, they don't even... There's no, hey, you can edit these. We, we don't mm. know that at all right now. But could that be coming? I don't know. But it would be really cool if they could. Uh, so this is, uh, you'll see in the screenshots, you can go in and where you can say, this is, it's going to be in the same section where you select where your backgrounds, whether you want to blur or have a background. Um, you're going to have filters right below that to say, I want to have this filter uh, and it'll show it on top of your video uh, on the bottom. Um, so I'm, I like this because of the potential, right? Mm. Where it could go. Um, public preview is late January. So in a couple of weeks ish and standard release and GCC, which is the government cloud uh, rolling out early February uh, all the way through late uh, April. So what do you, I don't know, Daryl, that you're as excited as I am. I don't think you are about this. Um, again, I, I it's not this, it, it's kind of cool, but it's the potential of what we could do. Uh, yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, well, I mean, taking a closer look through like one of these screenshots, we, we see that there's layers that go over the top. So that's nice. And you could use if we're allowed to at some point upload your logo as you say or some kind of nice lower third or something um but another screenshot shows and it, i don't know if you can see this but it actually has much like a true filter changed the color almost the color science behind it that's recolored it um it had like this little cloud thing so it is about just changing the looks. Uh, what I do like about it, um, as opposed to backgrounds, backgrounds cut you out and sometimes do a poor job based on um, the lighting that you have or the quality of your camera and your machine. Um, whereas this Indeed. will just overlay and um, improve the look or add something to it. Indeed. All right. Yeah. So last on 
is actually kind of a big deal. Um, And it's something that uh, has been on our radar for a while. Some in the community have noticed it and and pretty excited about it is let's request some content uh, from outside users and give them a spot to put it. Yeah, SharePoint external file requests in SharePoint document libraries, MC495329, something that we've been able to do from OneDrive is um, go to a folder, click a button in the menu to say request a file, it creates a link, and we can share that link with people, they can upload uh, files to that, so it's a way of us uh, collecting files. Uh, and this is coming now into a SharePoint document library. Uh, now, just like with OneDrive, you're going to have to have a few things in place uh, to make sure that that's possible. Uh, your administrator needs to have uh, the anyone links enabled uh, at the tenant level um, and the file rec- feature available for users uh, within the tenant. And um, you know, these various things can be turned on and turned off as, as you like from, from PowerShell. But those are... Those are important. Oh, and that other other um, requirement too. The admin has to have configured view, edit, and upload permissions for anyone link. So not just view. Um, of course, view is not going to give you the ability to upload, um, but it's leveraging the anyone link. Um, it'll now be available uh, in uh, SharePoint folders. I dare say um, putting the SharePoint hat on that um, some of these permissions are site level. Uh, you know, we have taken uh, that level of precaution on some of our sites to say, yeah, that one's allowed to be used with guests. This one isn't based on uh, security reasons and purposes. So you have all those sorts of considerations. But when it comes down to it, uh, it's a good feature to collect files. People who are uploading the files won't be able to see other files that are uploaded. They won't be able to edit. It's purely just to, to upload. And the good thing about this, Daniel, is that um, where some might have been making use of this in OneDrive and then having to shift those files to SharePoint for other people to benefit from right. in their team. Uh, now you can just, you know, request do those the collaboration. Files. Yeah, do the collaboration where you need to, right? Yeah, exactly. Instead of having to do any sort of moving. Um, so it is something that uh, even, and Phil in the, in the chat has pointed out that, um, you know, disappointed that you you have to uh, both do both the enable this and require anonymous. Um, so it's it's not something by itself. You have to do both. But mm. um, I could see a lot. You know, this is the uh, filling in a, a a useful functionality that we used to have when we used to use SharePoint for an extranet, right? You could allow easy access for people to bring it and drop off documents mm. that you requested. So this is nice, but um, you know I think that it is something that you could. Um, uh, you, I, I like it. Hopefully, we're gonna maybe have a smoother experience with the whole not having to enable anonymous. But uh, and there's another suggestion I think you know Phil made was um, having a separate tenant, right? You could you can have a separate tenant for this kind of functionality and just have one user in that tenant, right? And and have people dropping off. But then you're kind of in that same scenario mm. of you're going to have to move the documents. Um, but that may be a solution too. Um, I think a, a, a V2, version 2 request for this is that um, you're able to turn this on at a site level. So it's not just 
anyone everything across right. all tenant but um, we right. have dedicated this site for that purpose uh, keeps it nice and bubbled uh, but that is uh, in preview rolling out late January mm -hmm. um, expected complete late February for GA it'll be uh, rolling out early February can, and completed late February Mm -hmm. um, and Daniel, that is the yeah. show. Indeed it is. Please go ahead and make sure and give us a thumbs up on the video. Uh, share out the link to, if you're listening to the audio podcast or, or watching the recording here, share out the video. Um, let everybody know where they can catch us. And remember, 365mcs.com is our new website, or our landing page. And then you can tag us on any of the socials, 365 MCS, I'm excited about 2023. I'm excited about us starting to do some of these uh, quick mentions in YouTube. So be looking forward to uh, seeing those in your feed in YouTube. Um, Daryl, I'm, I'm really excited about this year. Yeah, and thank you everyone for joining us in this first episode. We look forward to more engagement, more chatter, um, more inspiration from each other as we all try and make sense of Microsoft 365. Yes. <laughs> All right, we'll see you again, everyone. Bye for now. Bye-bye.